It is Wednesday, July 3rd, and this is The Rally. Hey everybody, Adam Giardino with you, and it is time for another episode of The Rally. Scranton Wilkes-Barre came away with the second straight win last night, taking the first two of three games from the Pawtucket Red Sox here at McCoy Stadium, and the Rail Riders will go for the series sweep tonight beginning at 6.05. But first, we will take a look back at the highlights from last night, and the first inning started pretty quiet for both teams, but then we move into the second inning. And Kyle Hart, the left-handed starter for the Pawtucket Red Sox, entered with a 3-2 and record and a 3.44 ERA. He set down the first four men in order, but the fifth man up in the game for Scranton Wilkes-Barre was Trey Ambergy. Ambergy, first pitch swinging, high fly towards right field, going back, Rusne Castillo to the wall, and this is gone! Solo blast for Trey Ambergy and the Rail Riders in front, one to nothing here in the second inning. Officially estimated right around 375 feet off the bat of Ambergy to right center field. Some good opposite field power for his 14th home run of the season. It's an impressive number, but a number that still keeps him only fourth on the team behind Mike Ford, Ryan McBroom, and Logan Morrison. An impressively powerful punch by Scranton Wilkes-Barre this year. And in 83 games now, the Rail Riders have matched their home run production from a full 140-game season last year. So that put a run on the board, made it 1-0 Rail Riders. And the next two men up, Ryan McBroom and Billy Burns. They both singled, and with one out, two runners were aboard, and the man up, Wendell Riho. The 2-1, grounder towards third, fair, inside the bag, past the dive of Woody to the left field corner. McBroom scores. Billy Burns being waved home into second with a double. Wendell Riho, a la Clint Frazier in the first inning yesterday. It's a two-run double, and Scranton Wilkesbury has a 3-0 lead here in the inning. In only his sixth career AAA game, Wendell Riho picks up his first two runs batted in, but he has his third double as a member of the Rail Riders, and that was the big early swing to make it 3-0. That proved to be more than enough run support for Raynell Espinal, the right-handed starter for Scranton Wilkesbury. We'll talk plenty more about his night as we roll forward, but as we move to the third inning, the Rail Riders' offense wasn't done yet. First man of the inning retired, so Tyler Wade stepped up, and he doubled for his 10th double of the season, and that brought up the cleanup hitter, Mandy Alvarez. The 2-1 pitch home. Alvarez swings and slices a base hit through the infield and into right. Rusne Castillo picks it up. He watches Wade round third and come home. Castillo, instead of trying to get Tyler Wade, he bounces a throw into second. And the Rail Riders at a run here in the third, and they lead 4 nothing. Good to see that swing from Mandy Alvarez, who started the year really well for Scranton Wilkes-Barre, went down to A Trenton, and since returning had been 1-for-15 before that RBI base hit. Rail Riders on top 4 nothing at that juncture. Would you be surprised if I told you that that was it for the scoring yesterday? The two teams traded scoreless innings, and a big reason for that on the Rail Riders' side was Espinal, who went seven innings, four hits, and nine strikeouts, walking just one batter. Seven innings set the new career high for the converted relief pitcher, and the nine strikeouts matched the season high from a couple starts ago in Durham. Espinal, excellent. Caleb Ort came in, struck out a pair in a scoreless inning, and then Joe Harvey slammed the door in the ninth inning with a 1-2-3 frame featuring a strikeout. Scranton Wilkes-Barre handed Pawtucket their first shutout of the season in Game 82. Real surprising for one of the worst offenses in the league, but in a couple of games now, Scranton Wilkes-Barre has allowed one run on nine hits over 18 innings to begin the week. The winning pitcher, Espinal, he improves to 4-7. and seven. Kyle Hart, 
the loss, he drops to 3-3. Three and three. The game was played in two hours, 30 minutes, before an announced crowd of 10,046 with the lead-up to July 4th and Independence Day. Tonight, the big night for fireworks, but a massive Tuesday night crowd last night here in Pawtucket. Scranton Wilkes-Barre looks at the standings, and they see that Buffalo and Lehigh Valley were postponed yesterday. Those two have a doubleheader tonight. So with the victory, Scranton Wilkes-Barre wakes up today with a a five-and-a-half game lead in the IL North Division. Before yesterday's game, we had a chance to sit down and chat with Jonathan Holder. Back down from the New York Yankees, Holder back here to quite simply work on some things. The numbers have been great for Jonathan the last two years with New York, but this year, numbers not so good. And that's where we started with Jonathan Holder, wanting to know where he stood in the eyes of the New York Yankees and what he's here working on as he comes back down to AAA. You know, it's never easy, but I understand that it's a developmental process, and uh, when you're not pitching well, you know, you need to get better at something. And I understand that, and I'm here to work and um, do whatever it takes to make it back and be a successful part of the bullpen in, in the Bronx. Such a devastating bullpen that the Yankees have when they're on, and you've been a part of it these last couple of seasons. Is it easy to pinpoint one or two things, or is it just a whole work in progress comparing 2018 to 2017 to 2019? Yeah, you know, it's, it's not a big difference. My fastball command is, is really close to being where I want it to be. Uh, my slider is close to being where I want it to be. It's just a, a matter of executing pitches every time that I go out and being focused on one pitch at a time and, and just executing pitches. Talking with Jonathan Holder from the Rail Riders bullpen. You come down here, you're working with guys that you've seen travel up and down with the Yankees this year and Joe Harvey and obviously you've had a lot of chance Adams, Nestor Cortez and Stephen Tarpley at the big leagues. How difficult is it for a pitcher to shuffle like that, to go back and forth? And it's your first time down, hopefully only time down this year, but is that an easy transition? Because you're probably so very amped up to get back to the big leagues, but it seems like the transition has to just kind of wear on guys. Yeah, it does wear on you. I think it's an acquired taste. You, The first couple times that you get sent down is, is tough. But once a guy realizes that, you know, there are things that he needs to work on. And you come down here and you work with Tommy Phelps, who's a great pitching coach, and the skipper here, Jay Bell. You know, you just got to understand that they're here to make you better. And um, I think all of our guys have done a great job going up and, and contributing to the Yankees and coming back down here and working on their craft. Talking with reliever Jonathan Holder. As I walked into the clubhouse, a couple of guys are sitting around relaxing prior to today's game, and TV's on. And listen, MLB Network had trade rumor possibilities and they were kicking around a Nationals Yankees trade and one of the guys listed from the Yankees side of it is in our clubhouse is that weird for players that speculation that names are being mentioned that's your teammates your friends your brothers is that just such an odd thing to hear it or see it on TV no I feel like it's pretty normal we're all here just doing our business and performing the best that we can and what happens in the front offices and you know the rumors and such that's not left up to us and all we can do is come to the field every day uh, willing to get better and work hard finally for you as we take on the paw Sox here tonight adam giardino wanted me to ask you about bat flips your take as a pitcher on bat flips because your alma mater big hit mac i believe it was mississippi state versus stanford just chucked the bat aside your alma mater withstanding how do you feel about bat flips as a pitcher you know, I'm one of the rare pitchers that I really don't mind them. You know, there's there's a lot of home runs hit these days, and uh, 
they're pretty they're pretty rare. I know some guys can get hit 50 or 60 in a year, but you think about if they have 550 at bats, like that's not a lot of homers. So I, I have no problem with a guy admiring the homer as long as he doesn't show the pitcher up in any way. I think it's a fun part of the game, and I think it's also fun uh, when pitchers get emotional on the mound. Uh, same thing goes though, as long as we don't show the other team up and, and show the batter up. But to talk about big hit Mac. That was a different situation. I feel like uh, you got to really know that that was his last game at, at that field in front of his home fans, and uh, he was giving the crowd what they wanted, and he had had some big hits a year before to bring him to the College World Series, and I think that was a special way for him to go out. Big thanks to Jonathan for being our pregame guest, and a big thanks to you for making the rally part of your day today. Pregame coverage of tonight's action begins at 535 with Adam, Marco, and me. On the Rail Riders Radio Network, the TuneIn Radio app, and on the MILB First Pitch app as well. First Pitch begins at 6.05. I'm Adam Giardino. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at Adam Giardino, G-I-A-R-D-I-N-O. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you later tonight.